Hello, everybody. My name is Joe Renee Feeler, and welcome to today's podcast. What we do here, I have information about you that you don't have. <laughs> Hopefully that makes you curious. And it is strange. I, I even appreciate it as strange as, as me. Um, but I can't deny uh, that I know things that I otherwise that I can't explain that I know as Jill. I know it about you. I know it about me. I know it about this reality. And it's been about 10 years in the process of me accessing this. Um, and I love what comes through. I love how loved we are uh, by God is how I look at it. Um, and I love the insights and the practicality of the wisdom and information that comes through. I expect that it is possible uh, to be helpful in an upgrade to absolutely every single living person on the planet, um, and even those in the afterlife. <laughs> How about that? Um, anyway, so what we're going to do here today, let's start off with a connection exercise. I encourage you to close your eyes if you're in an environment where you can, and just open your mind to new ideas and new concepts as you take some nice deep breaths. giving yourself some space in your thinking that maybe there's something that you have wrong, or maybe there's something, a new way to look at everything in this reality. And maybe you'll hear some of that or a big chunk of it today. And it will lead you to a bigger awareness about how empowered you are in your life, how valuable you are inherently, how loved you are uh, by a loving God and making sense of things that are really confusing in this reality. Okay, nice deep breath. Now we would like you to imagine with your next breath that you are a source of light, that there is a a starting of light that is within you and that it enters into the time space continuum, starting with you, that you are the entry point point as your humanness right now for a force of source energy that would otherwise not be here. That's pretty exciting. Okay. Without even trying, you are this representation of source energy, of something meaningful, inherently valuable, sovereign. And also, <laughs> also empowered to be as you feel led, empowered to live your life and experiment with different things without trying to find the way or a certain path that if something on your on your radar in your life works for you, great. If it doesn't, try something else. Give yourself the authority you deserve to experiment in your reality, to be a better, freer, more a likable to you even version of who and what you are. Okay, very good. Nice deep breath again. <sighs> okay. 
Wonderful. Okay, uh, that's a pretty good starting point. <laughs> okay. All right, so what is the message going to be today? Um, I want to call the source of this energy um, different uh, because it does feel different. Starting last Thursday, I felt a different um, tone of messages coming in. Um, and it, it doesn't come in from the outside. It comes up from the inside. I was sitting there having lunch last Thursday, some scallops and uh, organic shiitake mushrooms, if I remember, remember correctly. And I'm sitting there and I had been um, noticing something earlier in my day. And then I just started typing and it ended up being this fairly lengthy um, written almost like a manifesto. <laughs> I'll, I'll try and remember at this point in the video to put a link to it right there. I always tell myself I'll remember and then I once I get to uploading the video and doing other things in my life, then I forget. So hopefully maybe somebody here can remind me of, of where this needs this link needs to go if I forget. Okay. Um, anyway, so you may want to go and check that out because it is a nice precursor to what we're doing here. I love in the connection um, experience that we that mini that we just offered right there that they encouraged you to open your mind one thing that we have been noticing really really clearly and when I say we I mean the expression of Jill that is beyond my five human senses and beyond what I've been taught or learned as Jill um, it is another level of wisdom that I'm accessing I totally appreciate that even to me 12 years ago that would sound ridiculous I can't deny my own reality and I can't deny the experience that literally thousands of people across the globe have with my work. Intelligent, savvy, sophisticated, um, <laughs> incredibly sane, genius people. Okay, so if you don't, if you're not getting it, you don't have to. <laughs> okay, we're just offering. Okay, yeah, I felt a little anxious right there. It's okay, it's okay. It's okay if you don't get it. I don't need you to get me, okay? I get me enough for me to share messages like this. But if you do get it and you appreciate it and you find it uplifting and supportive of your in your life, in your being your best you, and you're realizing the power you have to create your best you, I've got lots of stuff for you. Okay, now I do want to warn you in terms of what's going on here in my world. Our exterior of our house is going to be painted um, starting tomorrow. So they're doing prep work, prep work, excuse me. And I don't know how many uh, guys are here, but there's ladders and so forth. I'm on the second uh, level of my house. Samson's a little a little anxious. He hasn't barked or, or gird yet, uh, but he might. And yeah, Samson, you're good. I've got you. But he keeps coming over. <laughs> Sam, you're good. You can lay down. It's all good. Okay, very good. I just want to make, I can tell the energies today are going to be very different. Um, and sometimes without the tech goes a little wonky. <laughs> I can feel my jaw like we've got a we've got something big here. Okay, so here we go. Um, I think my job as Jill is to not hold back <sighs> today. Okay, very good. All right. I love you, Samson. You're good. I know guys are out there and it's okay. Okay. All right. Alrighty. Oh, there's my tickly nose. Hang on just a second. Ah, okay. Alrighty. Here we go. Okay. 
Thank you, Samson. Good boy laying down. So many ways that we can say this. Oh, what am I feeling here? Have you ever had those moments where you knew something that you sensed someone else didn't know and you saw them making things harder than they needed to? Um, you saw them maybe struggling or um, sort of flailing unnecessarily or just, you know, yeah, they were making progress, but they could make progress so much easier, so much faster. Um, and you just, you feel this sort of like, I want to say something, I want to offer something. Um, but yet, you don't know if you have permission, you don't know if it will make it harder for them if you say something, you don't know if you should just leave it alone. But you care about them so much and you love them so much that you want to find a way you want to create a way, excuse me, to respectfully offer something completely different from what they're doing right now. With the acknowledgement, they may hear you, they may not. They may think they agree with you and that what you're describing is exactly what they're doing and they'll nod their head and go, yeah, me too. And yet when you look at it, you're like, no, 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 that's, you're not hearing me. And then you just go, okay, great. We agree. Love you. And you just let it go. Or you have people that that do hear you. And there's those moments where you're like, so glad you said something. Because Earth is hard enough. Being human is not easy, especially in the era that you and I are in right now. There is so much misinformation, there is so much confusion um, on everything, including in spirituality, which is impossible to prove anyway. And yet so many of us by design, it seems, are drawn towards spiritual concepts and existential questions and things like that. When I look at what I'm offering alongside what I call my team, because I don't know what else to just to call um, the energy that I feel I have access to that that gives me that alternative perspective to almost everything I see in this reality. It's not from human training as Jill. It's not from my parents. It's not from my genetic lineage. It's not from my experiences. It's stuff I just know. I just know stuff. And it is making a difference. And it does make a difference. And I do love you too much to watch you struggle. When I see things that have been made entirely too complex, drastically harder than it needs to be, and even expensive and time consuming, spirituality and connecting to God should never have to require so much effort and decades of seeking and a whole bunch of books to read and a whole bunch of classes to take and a whole bunch of clearing to do and um, sacrificing other relationships and needing to leave marriages that where there was no abuse, it was just, well, he's, you know, he or she isn't as spiritual as I am. So now we, now we can't be married anymore. Um, or, you know, giving our authority over to priests or um, wisdom keepers or psychics or astrologers or whatever, letting them decide what's best for us. It never needed to be that way. 
Was it a possibility? Yeah, anything's possible. Almost. <laughs> Almost anything is possible in a reality like Earth where you can come here, be in this time-space continuum as our humanness, feel isolated, feel like we have to figure things out, and, and not know how connected inherently we are to source energy, what we call God. There's a whole bunch of things that we experiment with and we call truth um, that we don't question. And it leads to a lot of just furthering pain, suffering, chaos, confusion, etc. And I, I do love you too much to just <laughs> stand idly by and say, well, that must be a lesson for you. I don't think it is a lesson for you. And I don't think it has to be a lesson for you. That's not how I know it. So you can be you in so many ways, an almost endless amount of ways. You can believe in source energy or not. You can feel empowered in your life or feel like a complete victim. There are so many variables within your range of control that you get to decide. And it seems as if everybody is looking for the big picture with which to explain this reality. And part of the, the um, down the line logic uh, conclusion and um, perspectives seem to be based on these big picture um, ideologies about who and what we are and what we're doing here. So for years, we, <laughs> me alongside what I call my team, have been trying to offer um, our perspective on who and what we are and why we're here as, as life in this reality on Earth. And what we're seeing more clearly is that people are hearing what they want to hear. And because of maybe the way we say it, or because we've been a guest on a telesummit, there is this um, strange cognitive uh, dissonance, I guess, in terms of, oh, yeah, she's saying what my teacher's saying. Oh, yeah, Jill and her team, they say what all the other teachers are saying. And I can't stop that. I respect your free will enough where I wouldn't want to stop that. I'm just frustrated <laughs> by it as Jill. I'll completely own that. It is, and Jesus is smiling. He's saying it is frustrating because he had this too. Oh, yeah, yeah, Yeshua, I know, I know what you're saying. I'm good. I'm good. And he's like, oh, <laughs> right? They don't hear me, <laughs> right? Oh, my God. But, but still, for whatever reason, we try. I know it's out of love. I know it's out of dedication. And I know it's out of passion. Um, and maybe an annoying quality about me that I hate misunderstandings. I really do. And, and I think every way of my life, I, I don't like it when somebody else is misunderstood. I don't like it when I'm misunderstood, especially when what I, <sighs> especially when what I feel is being misunderstood matters so much. This isn't about whether you should have your hair brown or blonde to look your best, right? This stuff matters. That's why so many of us are drawn. Sorry, I'm crying. I don't know why I'm even sorry. I just, I don't like it when I cry. Um, I just find it unnecessary. <laughs> oh my God. Um, 
<laughs> I guess in every breath of every day I can't think of anything more important <laughs> than that you know and that you live your life as if as if there is a Supreme Creator, as if that Supreme Creator energy hand-designed you, that you are a part of that, that that Supreme Creator energy is loving, that you had value from the moment you... <laughs> from the moment of you. <sighs> the struggle, the human struggle for meaning and purpose and feeling relevant and feeling loved we've made into this circus of misinformation and myths and lies there's so much to undo and sometimes it even for me as Jill it's just like I, I don't know this is too hard it's, it's too hard to, to get through sometimes the layers of the brain that are just locked and loaded. That, no, 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 I've got it. Don't, like, don't bother me. I've, I've got this whole process. I've, I've been here. I've been there. I do this. I do that. I know this. I know that. I've read this. I've read that. I'm in this group. I'm in that group. Um, I get it. I got, I got it. And yet, energetically, I'm like, they don't got it. They don't got it because it's not about any of that. It's as if there's parts of our humanness because of the era that we're in that make things hard that should not be hard. That, that we place outside of ourselves something that was never meant to be outside of outside of oneself was never meant to be something you seek it was meant to be something that you are now what is that what am i talking about it's it's i mean what is god right it the love being placed outside of yourself as if it's something that you need to earn or deserve or study right um a sense of that you matter uh, being something that you need to prove that you matter in this reality by, by what you know or what you do or what you've done or whatever. Um, 
it's just so weird why it's so hard for the human structure as we're currently experiencing it why it makes it so hard when it can be and i know it to be i experience it to be so simple so simple but it's like the brain wants it to be this complex a decade-long, lifelong pursuit that you'll never solve, that you'll never know. Uh, you'll never know for sure um, with a strange standard of proof and looking for credibility and who's a professional and who's real and who isn't real, who's a charlatan, uh, who's a fraud and who's authentic. And it's just... Would all of those, would all of us, <sighs> that recognize ourselves as a living representative of source energy, what we know that we, I feel like all of us, try in multiple ways, in various ways, no matter what time period we're in, because there's a lot of us, right? Um, how many? It doesn't matter. Brain question. I, I love brain questions, but shh, keep listening. <laughs> what all of us know, not through books, through a sense of, of course, like instinct, okay, is that you never... There I am. Yeah, I'm just I'm just about to say the words I've said thousands of times, feeling hopeless in a way that I've said this before. Why would they hear it differently today? What is different about today? Oh, thank you. Mary Magdalene just said, it's always worth saying, even if they don't hear it. But I want to ask for another way to convey it. Remember, though, before I say this, we asked you earlier, and you may have forgotten now, we're asking your brain to loosen up what it thinks it knows. We're offering you a breakthrough that you deserve and never did not deserve, that all life deserves a fresh chance at knowing itself in this way. Ready? Okay. Yeah. We know you as good. We know you as special. We know you as lovable in ways that you don't even know how lovable you are and why you're lovable. We know you as capable, even in a chaotic circus like Earth. We know you as trustworthy with yourself and your life. We know you as 
creative and capable of exploring different ways of knowing yourself, of being yourself, of knowing your world and interacting in your world. We know yourself as independent, that even as your individual human, you have systems of self-control and systems of moving forward and creating forward momentum, and that that would be by your standards, by your personal standards. We know you as competent in assessing what is right and what is wrong on a fundamental core level, regardless of your human experiences that may have seemed to have broken some of your systems that we're describing here. None of it is irreparable. Because at the root of you, we know you as decent and good and valuable. We know your reality as capable of distorting all of that. Every single thing we just described. <clears throat> like putting something in a blender and then seeing what happens. <coughs> and yet the initiative that is a part of being alive, a part of being curious, a part of in its pure state, wanting good things for self and wanting good things for everyone else. There is a way of allowing that light, that goodness to shine and emanate from within you and interact fully as the human that you are while also engaging other layers of yourself that are not outside of you. It's like they're sleeping within you. And those other systems are called sixth sense, things like that. It doesn't have to mean you receive messages. It doesn't mean that there's some guide or guardian ready to take over your life or tell you what to do in your life. Um, that's definitely not our view of what it means to be enlightened or spiritual to me and to us, that's a form of, of um, suppressing light. When a human is handing over their sense of who and what they are and what they should or should not do and how their life will or will not go to a sense of self that is outside of your humanness and therefore dishonoring your humanness in the process. When we described that we see you as an individual one, we also see you in your lifetime as whole and complete. 
completely independent of any other incarnations you may or may not be having. The desire to make sense of your reality has led to a lot of distortions and trying to explain and rationalize why there is pain on earth, why you may have pain on earth, why there is suffering, why there are those that are lucky and gifted, and why there are those that just seem cursed, right? But a lot of those explanations are not true. And a lot of those explanations have actually led to this chaos that we're describing, this, this circus of enlightenment that has very well-intended and seemingly informed individuals chasing something they seek outside of themselves. When everything that we are describing as sacred and sovereign and divine about you is within you without any books needed, really. So where there are books or classes or teachers, etc., we encourage you to really pay attention. Do those teachings or ideas have you feeling like your best self is out there, outside of you, and that you have to go and get it? Because who you are right now is not something you went to get. It's something you created from the inside out and you're living the expression of what you've created. And you have very little control over the rest of your environment in that process. And yet here you are functioning so well in so many ways, despite the chaos and craziness of the systems that you're interacting in. That's pretty impressive. And yes, it can be easier. You're right to want what you want. Some of the things you want, you may not get. And that doesn't mean that you're not loved. It doesn't mean that God isn't loving. It doesn't mean that, that you aren't doing it right. It just may mean that what you want is something you're not going to get in your life. Um, there is no punishment involved in that. There's no specific cause or reason why you don't have what you want in terms of experiences, in terms of relationships, in terms of all those things. You may have been doing things very, very right and still not getting what you want. And that sucks. And that's Earth. Earth wasn't designed to be a place where you get everything you want. The amount of energy we see spent on trying to get the life that you want versus live the life that you have is sad. I mean, the struggle involved But some of you really, really hate your life. 
and we do want to change that. We can't change it for you, but we know there's huge upgrades involved in this. This reevaluation of who and what you are, and therefore what your life is. And some of the enlightenment teachings or personal development approaches that you've been taking, are they working for you? If they are, that's great. If they're not, please just set everything down for a moment and just sit there in your you. <sighs> and just consider... Just sitting here on kind of the edge of her seat, like, what are we going to say? What, what should they consider? What are we hoping they consider? If you feel like your life is absolutely terrible, Jill just said to us, don't you dare say that we're being too negative. No, 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 we're not, we're not going to say that. Okay. Mm. There's another way to be you. Actually, a whole bunch. And there are, well... Honed patterns that are creating your experience within your system that you could change. Don't ask us how. You are the authority in your life, so we would ask you, what do you want to try first? Start something big, start something small, just start somewhere. What do you know that you are doing every day, or even the way you think about yourself and what's possible for you in this world. What are some things you know are not working in your favor that you want to start with? Just start anywhere, right? It's overwhelming, and we completely um, observe that that depending how bad you feel like your life is, it can feel overwhelming. And it can feel like, it can feel as if you are probably saying to yourself, I recognize on some level, I got myself in this mess. That doesn't mean this was all my fault. But I don't know what to do. Somebody else knows better what I should do than I should than I do. So I'm gonna just ask them to tell me what to do. And again, we're asking you if that's, has that worked for you, right? We're suspecting it hasn't because the one that's the most invested in literally in your being um, uh, happier, more productive or more effective or more successful or more likable version of yourself, all of those controls are within you. And you are the one that's experiencing the, the negative side effects of, of what, you, what you are choosing to be, unconsciously probably choosing to be and not even noticing it. So start somewhere. Start small, start big. Just start today on whatever that is. And 
there are some very non-woo-woo resources available to you that are working for millions of people. This isn't Jill's wheelhouse, right? This isn't, she's here to help those that accept their mastery live their mastery. But what we notice is that there are many that come across her work that are wishing they felt their mastery. And she's not really well-tuned or dedicated to that. She hasn't had that kind of life, you guys. Okay, that's not, she, it's just, she, she knows herself as lucky. So does she help people in one-on-one -on -one sessions? Yeah, all the time. Does the work that we do with her help everybody in some way? that's helped a lot of people in a whole bunch of different ways. But one resource we'd point out to you if you really, really hate your life is actually Jordan Peterson's uh, book, uh, 12 Rules for Life. It's something about the chaos is even in the, in the title. So if you feel lost, start with that book. We've recommended it before in our work um, related to a, a message related to financial health and well-being and sense of inherent value. And we've already heard from a couple people, yeah, more than a couple, that that book helped set them straight. It, that book has a way for many of undoing some of the spiritual circus that they'd been trying to make work in their life. So it, it strips things down, that book for many of you and we highly recommend it whether you feel like your life is a mess or whether you feel like you may want to explore what's there because maybe there is some extra layers of effort that are not necessary that you have sort of stuck in there okay it's also a very pragmatic grounded book it's it's allowing the reader to experience itself fully in its humanness. And that's actually one of the, the chaos making experiences that enlightenment and personal development uh, literature and courses tend to have. They, they keep tending to take the person out of their reality and down these rabbit holes of, of you know, clearing the energy field and clearing the chakras and and evaluating what in a parallel life may be affecting this life and what are your dreams saying and what's the message and what's the meaning and all of these things all of those things that we just described make it seem as if you are not whole and complete there are answers that are out there that you don't have and that you'd be better off if you had them there that's a sure fire recipe for getting you out of your present and out of your humanness, seeking something like a ghost, almost chasing some etheric thing down so that you can begin to feel whole and complete. But that sense of whole and completeness that we are describing is something you always had, but you're not feeling it. So if you've always had it, it's always been there, but you keep weaving your energy field in your in your consciousness and your in your awareness to go get it, you're never going to find it. That's the the cycle and the the drama of a perpetual seeker. But it but it feels so right, right? All of those false teachings have come about through very sophisticated beings trying to make sense and often a very intelligent 
well-intended way um, have meant to try to get things straight. But just because it sounds good and just because it even feels good doesn't mean it's right. So we would recommend that you judge its effectiveness for you on whether it's working or not. And there can be upgrades that are that are provided through some of these false, well, we are being bold and probably a little bit um, uh, dramatic for effect um, when we say false truths, but to us, there's a better truth. How about that? Um, some of you can feel noticeable upgrades from some of these truths, but that doesn't mean there's there's not a better truth that could get you to that upgrade and get you into a deeper, <coughs> truer version of your your eternal light, your inherent value, better, faster, easier, more cheaply, <laughs> right? Um, it's it's dismaying to us as well that this circus of enlightenment on the earth plane in your time has become this huge scam and industry and cult like experience of oh it's just so messy and so disconnecting and it's so good like any cult is um, a cult wouldn't be a cult if there weren't a sense of um, of divinity, purpose, upgrade, better offness that one feels as a member of the cult. Angel's getting sick to her stomach. <sighs> that we're using these words. But what else would you call it? What else would you call a belief system that is not true? to the inherent light of source creator that you are always were and could could not not be that puts like fences around it with us and them and and we're right and they're wrong and loyalty to leaders and loyalty to teachings versus loyalty to the light of God that is the root and core of all life that's where the loyalty should be. What is helping you feel the love and the light and the relevance of source creator personally within your energy field with nothing between you and it? That's the objective. That's the, that's it. Where you just know it. Not from a line from a book. From a sense of recognition of identity. That there's nothing between you and God. That there's nothing between you and a version of love that is bigger than you can possibly imagine in your human consciousness.
Some of you have gotten so used to needing to believe that you had it, that you're refusing to acknowledge that you don't feel perhaps what we're describing, that you don't feel personally connected to God, that you don't feel inherently valuable, that you don't feel unconditionally worthy of beautiful things in your life. Because that identity, deciding that's true, not like a pass-fail grade or a level that you reach, just a decision of, yeah, that makes sense, let me, or that could work. Let me try that out. Not something to study outside of yourself. That identity helps get you through the natural and unfortunate and undeserved pain that does happen on earth. So that when things don't go your way, or if they feel like they never go your way, at least your identity can say, this is a tough life. (sighs) I wish it were different. I will do what I can and do the best that I can to be a version of me that I like and that I love and that I can be my best in this reality just because I want to. But everything here feels like it's stacked against me and hard. And it feels unfair. That is such a real and honest approach. And so much more true than any of the other rabbit holes that somebody that is suffering or hurting starts to run down run into those rabbit holes of this pain must be something I deserved as a soul. This pain, there must be a message in this pain. What is it? Um, I'm feeling pain. I'm not supposed to feel pain. What, what does this mean? I have to get rid of it. What am I doing wrong? Hmm. We're going to go to that article that we wrote with Jill on Thursday so that it's right here. And we do encourage you to read it. And there is something different energetically with the the brain and the human brain and its wiring that helps complement the auditory message and a visualization with the reading of words in the human language, okay? Yeah, tea, please. And then after this, I think we'll wrap up. (sighs) Okay. Any spiritual concept that has you feeling like you aren't there or haven't been there are flawed. There is in quotations. 
The truth is that you are light. Life is light. Recognizing the game of the new age, spirituality, and religion is key. The game of chasing, seeking for the light that we are. Those games keep one from accessing the light that one is. Humanity doesn't need to awaken. No one needs to awaken. Humanity is not in a wave of awakening. Enlightened, enlightenment services aren't needed to help humanity awaken. There is no mass buildup of spiritual practitioners required to prepare for the volumes of humans that will soon be awakening. But many a class was taught Many a retreat center was opened. Many a certificate was earned in preparation for such mass awakenings. Humanity can awaken at any time, typically done in individual cases as they're one, like you and I probably did. One's eternal self is perpetually awake, perpetually ascended. No one's soul needed to come here to awaken. Every eternal self is whole and complete, perpetually. No one needs to come to earth for lessons or otherwise. The eternal self is fully ascended, fully graduated, was never, excuse me, not ascended, was never not graduated. No other lifetimes need fixing, solving, healing from you in this lifetime. Your other lifetimes, if you have any, need not be attached to anything that you are or aren't in this life. Your life. A great life is not the result of a series of strung together lifetimes, which then resulted in getting it right. A bad life is not the result of an undeveloped soul that has many things to learn. Life. Your life. Humanity is the result of eternal energy, fully whole and complete, curious about what it might be like to experience a reality where one can forget that they are God, one God, the God. Home is not heaven. This also is not home. To our eternal self energy, there is no where that it isn't. Thus, anywhere can be home. There is also no time that it isn't. The eternal self is an energy field that is beyond the confines of the time-space continuum. Hence, your soul is not from a star either, nor from the cosmos. There is no from at the eternal self level. There was never a time that it wasn't. There was never a space where it isn't. Your sense of a spiritual pursuit can then be whatever you want it to be. Humans, in our forgetting, have created many a path for knowing God, pursuing God, improving one's self. We can pretend we are here to clear karma from past lives. 
We can pretend that the journeys we take as souls are strung a long time like pearls on a strand, one happening in sequence with the next, well within the time-space convention. We can pretend that we are here to evolve as souls, as if our souls are not whole, not complete, and are unevolved. We can pretend that there was a being that died for our sins. We can pretend that we are born of the stars, now in human form to shed light on Earth. We can pretend that Earth is a divine being, a sacred mother, and worship her like a god. We can pretend that there is no god, that everything here started here in time-space, and that there is only evolution and responses to it. We can pretend that horrible people are here for our benefit, trying to teach us a lesson. We can pretend that every thought creates an outcome, that our thoughts are so powerful that they create our reality. <coughs> we can pretend that physicality is an illusion and that nothing matters. We can pretend that good things only happen to those who are thinking the right things. We can pretend that bad things only happen to those who were thinking the wrong things. We can pretend that there is no bad and there is no good. We can pretend that everything happens for a reason. We can pretend that our soul has a specific mission for this life and that if we don't get it right, then we will have to come back. We can pretend that our life and our future has its own destiny and plan and the energies here will pull us and push us into that plan no matter what we do. We can pretend we aren't sovereign. We can pretend Earth is a school. We can pretend. We can pretend here. We can pretend so many things. But that doesn't mean they are true. But in our humanness, our consciousness is so powerful and so advanced relative to other, for, other life forms that what we pretend is true dramatically affects the life we live, the person we are, the future we create. And we are even powerful enough to consider outside the reality of our present pretending. We can be curious like our creator God energy about other possibilities, other scenarios, other truths being true. Well, then what is true? What if there is very little certainty available here of what is true and what isn't? What if everyone here is doing the best we can with what we know and that we can individually influence and affect what we know? What if those who know don't know, and those who don't know, know? Or what if there are truths? Truths big enough to make sense of everything we've shared so far. Truths that are true whether you believe them or not. The truth that you are light no matter what you believe, no matter what you know, no matter what you are doing or not doing, no matter what? I will offer my truth, or is it my pretending? How can I really know, after all? 
My truth is that being enlightenment means being the light that you are eternally, claiming the perhaps undeserved and unearnable grace of God's love that we so need and benefit from in this reality, being loved beyond measure, being of value inherently, being of purpose no matter one's knowledge, training, or success. You and all are light of God energy, no matter what. I do believe in God, one God, one God that is curious, and this curiosity makes it God, expansive and infinite. One God that was curious what it would be like to forget that it was God. One God that through itself created a reality in which it could forget. One God that would protect the strange reality with seemingly impenetrable forces like space and time and ranges of consciousness which included the likelihood of forgetting potentially everything that is true. One God that would create life forms and energy systems to experience, experience itself in that special arena of physicality and consciousness. One God that didn't know how it would go, what would happen, how things would unfold. One God that by its not knowing how things will go is in actuality infinite. One God that loves all and every essence of life and has compassion and sympathy and comfort for those that happen to experience unfortunate events while it is in the reality where one can forget it is God. Because while we are forgetting that we are God, we can and do. Very unseemingly, excuse me, Because while we are forgetting that we are God, we can and do very seemingly ungodly things. God is not lost. Humanity is not lost. God is not here to get to know itself we can have identity crises, but God doesn't. Humanity isn't trying to get home. Humanity is it as itself in its consciousness containers is home within its humanity. And humanity is temporary. Humans and all physical life are mortal. Death is not the end, nor is it the beginning. Death is the permanent conclusion of that physical form's experience of itself. Life at the eternal self level never stops being life and never stops being source, God. Human life happens simultaneously alongside the eternal self being itself. The eternal self isn't trying to get its human to be anything other than what it is. As the eternal self, it is whole and complete, no matter what its human is doing or not doing. 
If its human wants to spiritually awaken, that's great. If its human wants to continue pretending it isn't God, that's great. All of it, anything that can happen here, fulfills the overall objective of this reality of exploring what happens when we forget that we are God. Shared today, May 16th, 2019, with you, here from within the time-space vectors of Earth, as this human called Jill Renee Feeler, as my one to your one, with love and hopefully liberating vibes to be you, your light, and shine brightly. Because you can, and maybe now, you know. Okay, there's just a bit more and it's a postscript as I was feeling into some people's responses uh, to this that was shared that day on Thursday. So postscript, P.S. One may wonder why we use the word pretend. If we, st- <laughs> if we stand back from ourselves, our beliefs, our truths, especially those that can never be proven, it can be a very healthy exercise and also beneficially humbling. Pretending something is true doesn't mean we are children, doesn't mean we are naive. Pretending something is true means we are acting as if it is. When something cannot be actually proven as true or not, it is very much like pretending. On earth, we do a lot of pretending and it doesn't have to mean being fake, phony, inauthentic. Admitting, admitting the part of pretending may actually help us to be more authentic. Priests are pretending that what they know is true. It cannot be proven. Atheists are pretending that what they know is true. Metaphysical and spiritual experiences are pretending what they know is true. So another approach is pick your best thing to pretend and see how it goes. Are we each allowed to pretend that what we know is true? Of course. But there is reason to be cautious whenever one ties their identity too tightly with what you believe. You are not what you believe. Your beliefs highly influence your human experience, but your eternal self is what it is, regardless of what you believe or disbelieve. Do I believe what I do as truth? Of course, or I wouldn't believe it. And I have the pragmatism and range of consciousness to consider that if anything about it is wrong, that I am still eternally light, inherently valuable, and doing the best I can with what I know. Might I know better for others? Yes, but there is no way to prove it. And acknowledging this feels good and true. XOXO, Jill. I love those words. (laughs) I love those words. That was literally that it was just like, uh, with, because of the way it is being me, that message that I read right there in that last, what, 15 minutes or so came through as I'm eating my scallops and as I'm eating my shiitake mushrooms, 
Um, so I'm typing and it's like it's coming out of me. <laughs> and then I read it and I'm like, oh yeah, that's good. And I just keep going. So it's not like, hmm, what should I say next? It's like a river flowing from, not from the outside, right? It's from a river within me that says stuff like this. <laughs> um, and I'm, I'm glad I took the time to do that. And I, I hope it does offer insight and healing and liberation and wisdom for you in your life. I do love you. And that is my intention with everything that we do. And you guys, I don't want to be um, a crutch for you. I don't want to be another person that, that you may want to hand your authority over to and uh, ask me to tell you what you should do in your life. I, I, I choose to interact with you as the, the fellow being of light and even master of light that I know you to be as your eternal self-energy. Might that not go well sometimes? Yeah, it doesn't go well sometimes. But it goes well a lot of the time. And what, what I know from my experience and the feedback that I get from my work, it inspires the mastery I know you have within you if you are choosing to experience yourself in that way. There have been so many people that I feel so blessed to have hung out with shoulder to shoulder that used to be um, maybe in a cult-like environment or maybe addicted to the, the telesummits or the, the, you know, the self-help books or the, the this or the that or whatever. And they were just like, wait a minute, what is this? What is, and like, wait a minute, what is Jill saying? She's saying I was always the light, even if I don't know I'm the light that I, that I was chasing. Wait, what? Right? And then they start to consider it for themselves. They start to maybe pretend that that's true, right? In this vein of pretending. <coughs> and they start to reevaluate every offer that comes their way that has a tendency to pull us out of ourselves, out of our present, into our future. Now, somebody uh, recently, I can't remember what the experience was, but somebody says, some, I think it was at the Boise workshop, actually. Um, it came up about, oh, and I think I brought it up. So when I say pulling you out of your present, I don't mean stay in your present like I think Eckhart Tolle means stay in your present, because you could stay in your present in a five human sensory sort of way where it feels limited and suppressed and um, incomplete, right? So I'm not talking about that, that uh, version of present. I'm talking about present in a way that is beyond your imagination in terms of what's available to you, where there's so many choices for every single thing you do in your, in your day. And there's so many choices of how you respond to what this world sort of throws at us in a random, unplanned, non-destined, uh, unpurposeful way, right? Okay, that's my crown chakra itches right there. Yeah, woo! Okay, that... <sighs> Glad we did this today. Thanks for hanging out with me. <sighs> I have no idea <laughs> how this will go, uh, what you'll decide to do with this, but, but I like what we did here today. Thanks for being a part of it. Thanks for sharing this if you feel led to. Thanks for maybe listening to this over and over and over again. <laughs> if you, uh, if, you'll probably hear something new every time you hear it. Or like we talked about at the beginning, 
um, with my frustration. These human brains, man, they are they are sophisticated, uh, really advanced things. And I, yeah, the, and yeah, okay, <laughs> that's good. I could keep going, but that, that feels good uh, for now, all right? Okay, thank you, I love you. Um, yeah, oh, announcement. Um, I will be on, okay, I wanna get their name right. Uh, there's a, a program and it's called Sology One Studios. And a, a client slash friend, fellow master of mine, pointed out, I can't remember what it was, but she said that, she said, I, she said something, it was Paige, Paige, if you're listening, hello, sister. She said something at the end of her session, like, I, there's this guy and he does these interviews um, of people like you. And it would be really cool if you were on his, cause he, um, he's, you know, a good interviewer and he's interviewed some other great people. And that would be so cool. Um, and then I think she said she was going to reach out to him. And I thought, you know what? I, I've never heard of him. I, I'm curious. So he's interviewed Magenta Pixie and he's, he has interviewed some other, uh, I want to say fellow speakers in the Telesummit circuit kind of thing. Um, so I actually reached out to him and then he did get back to me and I'm booked for Monday. I don't normally reach out to people and ask to be interviewed. Um, and I think it is my, my, uh, ego <laughs> sort of wanting wanting to point that out and that's fine <laughs> maybe a less likable quality about me I know I like it less but anyway I said it there it is um, anyway so I am excited about the opportunity and I joked in my newsletter that I sent out today that sometimes when I'm being interviewed and this happened in a recent interview too where somebody maybe we don't know each other that well or they don't know me through my work um, there, I, I sense and I, I witness that they have an expectation that I'm that I'm thinking the same way as they are about different things. And then when I come, they say something like, well, we all know that, you know, whatever, we all create our own reality or our thoughts create a reality. And I'm, and I'm just, there's always that moment of me as Jill going, oh, and I, sometimes I say to myself, the F word, like, oh, fudge, <laughs> like, but the real word. <laughs> and I'm like, what do I now? Damn. <laughs> because I want to be respectful of that, uh, their show. I want to be respectful of their audience. And yet I do have a sense of trust that, that I am there and I don't want to pretend I agree with something that I don't agree with. So then I choices, right? Then I'm like, okay, so do I pretend I agree with them and let it go? Do I say, well, there's another way to look at it and I just move on. You know, the choices are, are almost endless. Um, but lately, and I think in recent years, I have become more comfortable with offering my differing opinion or differing truth, what, what I'm pretending that is different than what they're pretending in the vein of this article again. Um, and it has felt good, but it's awkward. And I, I've, some uh, interviewers respond better to that than others. Some are like, oh, I'm curious. What do, you, what do you mean by that? Can you help explain it more? I've never heard that before. And then others, uh, I think, pretend they don't hear me. <laughs> Um, but I do feel sometimes, and I, I've used this uh, metaphor a couple times in the past week, and I really like it more than a couple. I feel a bit like I'm offering steak at a vegan convention. <laughs> um, so it's awkward. It, it feels like there's a lot of effort there as Jill. It's so much easier, as you guys know, in your own lives. To, it's so much easier to interact with people when you, when you seem to agree with everything. Um, and yet I am that person that we described in the beginning of the, in the beginning of this message. I am that person that if I see 
somebody doing something that I view matters in a way that they could be getting better results, um, they could be doing it more easily, that they're making it harder than they need to. It is really, I am the type of person, it is very hard for me to just zip it and go, that is not my business. I make things my business all the time. Um, yeah, you can <laughs> just ask my girls, right? I am the mom that if I'm, you know, driving by the, you know, we just picked up the kids from school when they were in elementary school and there were three kids just beating the crap out of each other, three boys. And one seemed to be at the huge disadvantage and the other two were just going at him and they're on the, on the school grounds. And I'm like, I, I, does he need help? So I literally rolled down my window and my daughter, Georgia was probably maybe 11 at the time, she's like, mom, don't, <laughs> like, mom. And I just yelled at the window, I said, hey. <laughs> and they all stopped and, you know, looked at me like mid fist. And I was like, and I looked at the little kid and I made eye contact with him from my, from my minivan. And I'm like, are you okay? And he goes, yeah, I'm okay. <laughs> I'm like, okay, just checking. And my daughter just like, you know, trying to appear invisible in her seat. Like that is not my mother. I don't know what's going on. I am not with her. Um, so yeah, much to my daughter's chagrin, I am that mom. I am that person. Um, and I do care and I care in an active, proactive, engaged way. And, um, sometimes I may need to apologize for it, but for the most part, I am comfortable because I know my intentions. Okay. And I, I can be, I'm always giving somebody the option of ignoring me. Everybody has the free will of pretending we said nothing. Everybody has the option of pretending this video is not on the planet. Okay. There you go. I'm, it doesn't need to bother anybody. Yeah, but it might. And I'm, I'm willing to take that risk, uh, given the upgrades that I know that we're offering out of love and out of honor for the light that you are as your one in your life. And so it is. Bye-bye mm. for now. Um, see you next week.